Welcome to the People First Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the People First Podcast. My name is Devin Williams. I'm the co-founder and president of People First Professionals. We're really excited to bring you another one of our short form interview podcast episodes. Today, we are joined by Ed Dudley, good friend of the group, especially the Raleigh chapter and the most connected man in Durham. Little chuckle between Ed and I right before this. Ed, thanks so much for joining us, my man. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And, you know, even more so, we have to thank you because we're going we're gonna to touch on, I think, what's a pretty sensitive to- uh, topic for a lot of folks right now um, mm-hmm. with racial justice, social equity, all of these things coming together and uh, being top of mind as they, as they absolutely should be. And, you know, Ed, you and I have talked a lot about this, um, both as entrepreneurs as business professionals in the community, there's a certain responsibility that we have, regardless of what we look like, sound like, um, to, to lead diversity and inclusion. So one of the things I'd love to kind of get your take on, because you've been successful as a professional, you are successful as an entrepreneur, as a networker, as a philanthropist. Um, what do you how do you define diversity and inclusion in the professional world, right? Seeing through so many different lenses and experiences as you have, how would you define DNI? Thank you for actually um, asking that question and bringing the whole topic of diversity and inclusion. Um, I, I think it's important that we have these conversations. I personally de- define diversity um, as representation. Um, you know, is bringing everyone to the table, regardless of race, nationality, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender, age bringing everyone to the table, it also brings uh, diversity of thought. And that's why I think diversity is important. Regarding inclusiveness, it's really just harnessing each person's unique and individual strengths by treating them fairly, respectfully, and having equal access to opportunities and um, resources. And when individuals feel included, they are more likely to be innovative and team oriented. And more importantly, it's a retention tool people will stay. Um, I love um, Renee Myers, who is the director of inclusive um, inclusivity at um, Netflix. She put it very simply. And I love the quote. She says, diversity is being invited to the party and inclusion is being asked to the dance. But what I will say though, DNI isn't enough. I think the key word is starting to bubble up right now is belonging. And I don't think enough people are talking about belonging. And belonging is a feeling of security and support where there's a sense of acceptance, occlusion, identity for members of a certain group in place. And I think we really need to start talking more about belonging in the workplace. Uh, we've been talking about diversity and inclusion for a while, but let's start really bringing up the topic of belonging. Man, Ed, I can't tell you how much I love that because, you know, diversity and inclusion, to me, it I'll be honest, it sounds very much like it it belongs coming out of a politician's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Diversity and inclusion, but belonging, there's nowhere to hide with yep. that term. We yep. know exactly what that means. I, I love that. That's excellent. So now let's, let's kind of double click a little bit further because again, I mentioned earlier that you've had a lot of success. You've seen a lot of things from the corporate, the startup, the philanthropic world. 
What do you see in differences of diversity and inclusion belonging when you kind of look through the lens of your corporate experiences versus what you see working with local startups, entrepreneurs, philanthropies? How do you see diversity and inclusion differ between those two? And is there an opportunity from those learnings? Yeah, that's a, that's a real interesting question. And, you know, as, as you, you know, brought the question up, I, I started reflecting. Um, you know, in the corporate space, in the entrepreneur space, in the nonprofit space, I think the nonprofit space has it put together better than entrepreneurs and corporate. Uh, corporate, they have the resources to put behind a DNI initiative and bring in DNI leaders, but I think a lot of them are unsuccessful because it's going back to the word that we talked about belonging. Um, and that's, you know, if you look at a lot of um, minorities in the corporate space, they, they, they struggle. They struggle with belonging. Um, they struggle finding the right mentors or people that are willing to mentor them to bring them along. From the entrepreneur space, you know, I, I've spoken with a lot of entrepreneurs over the last few years, and they're still struggling too. Um, a lot of them are struggling with, you know, I don't have the resources to bringing a DNI executive. What do I do? Do I just bring someone to come in and have a talk as a consultant? But how does that really go? Is that really effective for my organization that mostly looks like me? Um, so I think both of them are struggling um, to really embrace um, this DNI, you know, movement that we have going on but all of them are struggling with the belonging. Uh, but one thing I will say that a lot of the entrepreneurs, you know, we talked about the big boats, uh, a, a steam, uh, a Navy boat is hard to turn as close to a speed boat. The, I'm seeing entrepreneurs flip and move much faster with having these conversations. Um, I've been reached out by, and I will always tell everyone, I am not a DNI expert, uh, don't claim to be, However, I'm always open for a conversation and so many entrepreneurs are willing to have these conversations about how do I make a change? How do I become a more inclusive and belonging um, um, enterprise? And I'm loving those, loving those conversations. I think our corporate leaders and entrepreneurs leaders really need to take a look at what the nonprofits are doing. You know, I, I look at what People First Professionals are doing. When you started out and you were talking to me, you put together an inclusive organization. Look at a lot of the other nonprofits out there. Most of them are inclusive. And I think from a corporate and entrepreneurs, we really need to focus on being inclusive and creating an environment of belonging. Yeah, you, you said a lot of really powerful stuff there. And you know, one of the things you mentioned about, I'm not a DNI expert, but a lot of people are asking me about it. That's, I think, an entirely different conversation that we should have one day mm -hmm. about being thrust into that uh, just because you're a person of color. <laughs> Right. Suddenly you're the expert on everything. Um, but well, it, it, just let me touch on that real quick. Yeah, please. And I, I don't mind it because if you feel comfortable enough in calling me and reaching out to me to have that conversation, that is a real good thing because I'm not going to have all the answers. But guess what? I can point you probably in the right direction to someone that has more answers than me. And I have no problem being a facilitator to get them to their next step of becoming a more inclusive and belonging organization. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. And what, you know, some of the guidance I've given, uh, because, you know, we talked about how it's an uncomfortable conversation is, look, it's, it's incumbent upon you, the person that wants to understand more to educate yourself uh, before you just ask others to do that education for you. Uh, 
But at the same time, like the conversation we just had and in having conversations with other friends, um, they've said more than anything, they just, they appreciated people reaching out and being yeah. willing to have the conversation, even if, you know, don't really know what to say, at least you're taking a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I would just piggyback on that and said, don't let fear of saying the wrong thing keep you silent. It's okay. You know, you're not going to know everything to say. I'm not, I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to know everything to say. But as a man of color, I appreciate all of my white colleagues reaching out to me to have an uncomfortable conversation. I had an uncomfortable conversation on Friday on a Zoom call with a group of about 15 leaders where they were talking about the changes and how comp you know, leadership has to pivot this year. And I threw them a, a hand grenade because everything they were talking about was centered around COVID and how they had to change the business. And I said, what about the social injustice that are going on? What about you know, diversity, inclusion, and belonging? And I can tell that some of them were very uncomfortable with it. And I'm okay having those comfortable conversations, but what, it led to some amazing dialogue after they were open to having the conversation. Yeah. I think that's great feedback that all of our, our listeners to maybe rewind and play that last 15 seconds again. I think it's really great and solid feedback for all of us to consider. So let's kind of pull it all together and tie it up with a bow, right? We've talked about uh, seeing diversity and inclusion across a couple of different lens. So as we've got a lot of listeners who are leaders or aspiring leaders, many of which are white males, right? Being in the tech community, which a lot of our community is for PFP, mm -hmm. um, myself included. So when we're a leader and we're part of the majority in an industry that is maybe historically lower in diversity than others like technology, what could we do to be a better champion of DNI and belonging? but genuine and thoughtfully, right? Even if we're not the CEO of a company, uh, even just an individual contributor, but if we're part of the majority, how can we help the minority belong? Yeah, so the first thing I would say, um, take some time and look up two terms, and I won't go into the definitions of the terms. The first one is emotional tax. Take a look at the term emotional tax. The second term is to look at microaggression and get a good understanding and de definition of those. And I will simply say, silence can feel like compliance to many people of color. If you don't absolutely say nothing and going on, go on as business as usual, and I tell everyone business is not as usual anymore. There's a pivotal point in our society and you need to be on the right side of what's going on. But from a professional, um, whether you're a leader, um, start to reach out to people that don't look like you. Um, I, have a, I have an associate of mine who's in the DNI space. He said one of the first questions he's asked when he's sitting um, at a table and going over DNI is, how many people that are not black have taken the time to invite someone of color at their dinner table? And he said, rarely does a hand go up. You say that you have friends of color, but they're only friends in the workspace or maybe after for a happy hour. Are they truly your friend? Take time to understand and do some research, do some learning, learn about history. Other than the history that was put in books that we learned through school, there's a lot more history that's been hidden from us as a whole. Learn about that. That is a great way to have a conversation. I had someone reach out to me and said, Ed, I've never heard of the Wilmington riots in Wilmington, North Carolina. I said, really? Let's have a discussion about it. And we had a discussion about it. But as a leader, be open. 
And I will say, if you're a leader, regardless whether you're at, you know, mid-management, C-level, find someone of color to potentially mentor. I think that is huge because as a man of color, when I was coming up in corporate America, I didn't have a mentor until someone reached out to me and said they wanted to mentor me. I was like, well, what does that look like? And it was because of that one gentleman that my career like literally took off like a rocket in the financial space. So be willing and open to mentor and have, conver- you know, have those difficult conversations with people that don't look like you. Educate yourself, uh, provide mentorship, seek mentorship. I think some, as per the usual, my friend, some really, really great feedback for our community that we should all take to heart. Thanks, so as sir. always, Ed, thank you so much for being a friend to myself, to the team, to PFP and the community. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the virtual community as we continue to get that spun up. And thanks for being on the People First podcast. We really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for having me. I love what you guys are doing at People First Professional. And I think at the bottom and the core of everything, if more people became emotionally intelligent, we could solve a lot more problems. You nailed it, my friend. You nailed it. Well, thank you so much, Ed. We'll talk to you very soon. All right. Sounds good, my friend. All the best to you and the team. Thank you. Bye-bye.